If you wanna, we can stay up all night, get real high, talk about the last time we danced underneath the city lights, city lights. If you're trying to, we can play rock, old school, breaking rules, looking like real fools, running from the cops, just me and you, me and you. Chasing stars and wishing that tomorrow never comes, it never comes without warning. Can we hang out? We can make a mess or dress to impress, say yes now. Can we hang out? We can paint the whole town red or just keep it chill now. Can we hang out? We could do something, we could do nothing, anything you want. My next guests are from an up-and-coming band out of Seattle. They each individually have been in different groups, and then around 2018, they came together to form the band Pretty Awkward. It's my pleasure to introduce Austin Roberts, who is the lead vocals as well as plays the guitar and piano, and Nicholas Wiggins, who plays bass and piano. Chasing stars and wishing that tomorrow never comes, it never comes without warning. Can we hang out? We can make a mess or dress to impress, say yes now. Can we hang out? We can paint the whole town red or just keep it chill now. Can we hang out? We could do something, we could do nothing Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today I'm with two very special guests from the band. Pretty awkward. Ta-da! <laughs> it's great to be here. There we go. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you man. for having us. So, which one of you guys would be considered the lead singer? Austin. Yeah. There we go. That's pretty much all I do. So, you guys have been around f- for two years now, huh? As as pretty awkward about yeah. Okay. So, were you guys together in a band beforehand, or? Um, we did do previous projects together, but we had early in this project it was called golden wolf and that's when we were just like really just writing a bunch of songs and really diving into it and playing like a few shows in seattle okay but we hadn't like been pretty awkward yet yeah <laughs> as that, was as a, that was a later now it's decision. pretty awkward it is now pretty it's very awkward, awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so is it fair to say you guys kind of popped out of out of nowhere or is it um we've we've both had like you know different bands within the scene of seattle mm-hmm. um and then uh like mine was called Girl on Fire. He had a band called Me Versus Myself okay. and Aiden. And uh, and then eventually you came to play guitar in Girl on Fire. Yep. A producer of ours that we worked with suggested that we get another guitar player or that wow. I start playing guitar. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Wow. So <laughs> like, uh, yeah, called him up. Yep. And yeah, I think he went and got a guitar and got an amp. Yep. And then just came out on the road. Yeah. Wow. And then we did that for, I think that was like beginning of 2013. Yeah. That you came out with us, oh. and then we continued the project until uh, mid late 2015, and then that's when we we went and got a room at the Rainier Brewery, okay. and like just locked ourselves away for like two years, yeah, really, wow. and then just buried ourselves with us, and then uh, our guitarist who's with us now is he joined up with us about wow, you so know, yeah. you guys both started in 2013 or even before 2013. Just oh, yeah. playing since high school, probably. Yeah, he's always definitely. playing. Yeah. Wow. Just constantly. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's a weird journey. We've known each other like since high school, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we both just played in like punk rock bands and rock bands around Seattle, and then when we started this project, we were like, let's not really put ourselves into a box anymore. Let's mm -hmm. just kind of whatever we feel that day when we go in the studio, wow. and that's no what, limitations yeah. type of thing. Yeah, and that's what really came to be our pretty awkward sound. Wow. So like the overnight success is always like ten years in the making. Always. That is <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. It's always ten thousand hours, yep. ten years, all yep. that stuff. So yeah. how do you guys how'd you guys get the success with pretty awkward? Because your first single together, Bored, that's on what is it, now twenty five or something? Now that's music? Or? Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> now seventy six. Yes. That's, like, that's, that's my guess. There's a lot which of is, which is insane to think about because I remember being a kid and like staying up way too late and the commercial comes right. on now <laughs> and I'm just like at 1-800 yeah you buy yeah nine shipments of 999 so you had a full circle come back and then be able to look on the back of that CD and see my band's name yeah. is really crazy. crazy yeah that's interesting Did it, you just came from like understanding marketing over the past decade plus or <laughs> I mean kind of like that was that was the thing is we've really always tried to really pay attention in any of those situations when you know in every stage of our careers, mm. artists and musicians, and you know, even with the songwriting, with like, we went down to LA to write a bunch of songs for what Pretty Awkward became with mm -hmm. a bunch of really awesome producers, and you know, we're looking over their shoulders. What are they using? What are they doing? What's this? What What are we missing in our production elements yeah. that we haven't found yet? And I think through that, it really helped us advance our sound to where we wanted to go. Yeah. Wow. So let's get to the very beginning then, because yeah, yeah. there's so much to talk. About. <laughs> let's start with you, Austin. How did you get your beginning in music? Um. Well, it started off with poetry. Oh, um, started off with in Seattle writing. Or? Um, just in middle school, oh. you know what I mean? Like just a middle school class, language arts or whatever. And I really liked poetry because I liked rhyming, and maybe my friends did little raps and stuff. And okay. you know, you're 13, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, just got into. I really enjoyed poetry, and then I went to um, for my freshman year of high school. I went to a alternative school in the Central District called Nova. Okay, and uh, they had an awesome language arts teacher and she was basically the class was poetry seminars every Tuesday and Thursday for wow. like a semester. And then so I was able to get my chops up through that a little bit. And then the rest of it was just really just doing it, you know, just writing. And then I really got into playing like guitar. My cousin got a guitar mm. and I was like, oh, I want to check that out. So I like learned a couple chords and I couldn't really get enough of it. So ended up borrowing a guitar from a friend and just all the little humble beginning type story things you know and then just yeah. playing like coffee shops in high school okay mm -hmm. and then uh i actually replaced nick in a band in high school he played bass for a band mm -hmm. i ended up joining up and playing bass in that band wow and singing for the band and then i was out of the band <laughs> <laughs> and then and then uh i i did some i did like an internship up at uh robert lang studios okay. in shoreline okay and uh yeah like your band came back and mm -hmm. recorded and i got the assist on the session and wow. yeah then it was through that process like I think everybody that I had come in and like I was recording it was like yeah. you probably should stop pushing buttons and faders man <laughs> like you need to go out and sing and I was like eh. and then like I just got a hair up my ass and went and talked to some friends at work and then we started our project girl on fire which that lasted about like eight years okay um so and it was pretty fun it was very like hard rock you know kind of like the Lincoln Park Papa Roach vibe mm. you know um and it was a lot of fun but all things come to an end yeah. at some point. And then, like you said, we just decided to not give ourselves like a box to fit in, just make stuff. Let's have fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not really even thinking about it. Like 
jobs or anything. Yeah, just yeah. like we like to write music. And it was funny too, because we wrote, I think we sat down and wrote like our first song at the end of 2013. Like we got done touring. We toured like Buck Cherry for a couple of months, which oh, was wow. really like super like rock and roll education mm-hmm. and like just just awesome overall. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we ended up writing like a song and it flowed so well that it was like, I well, we just keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think we just got some iPads. Yep, started on iPads. Yep, started on iPads. To got, record? Yeah, 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 with like GarageBand. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. app. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then we got some of the SM7Bs, got some oh, headphones, yeah. and then just kind of like went from there. And then oh. it was like, yeah, a couple of years later that we ended up saying like, all right, well, let's get a computer, yep. get into Logic, wow. get a room, and then just do that, treat that as our nine to five, you know yeah. what I mean, instead of having a nine to five. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. You guys call your bands projects? Or is, yeah, yeah, wow, projects, bands, things, sounds. work of art. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I guess I never really thought about it. Did like you that. did you ever like release any music before 2013? Like with those other yeah, bands? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. So yeah. you weren't using iPads like at the very beginning. It's just like when mm-hmm. you met. So when I was in this recording studio, when I was doing the internship thing, I didn't learn uh, like enough oh. to like really make. I did a record. I made a record happen, but it doesn't sound sonically awesome okay <laughs> like compared wow. to like how i feel like okay it's 15 years later yeah. <laughs> like, wow you know so that's dope yeah it's pretty it's yeah pretty it's fun. like we'd always been around music and in recording studios but we'd never been mm. like on the producer side or like mm. you know the recording side and so once you know once it came time we just locked ourselves in a room and we're just like let's figure this all out how many hats can we wear <laughs> yeah wow. did you use youtube or was it just like oh tons of youtube yep. <laughs> tons of youtube tons of youtube and just previous like yeah. i mean even our friend justin who who was like our engineer in both of our projects yeah. and stuff like he's even showed us the ropes type of thing like we've had a lot of good friends and help and like he said you know going down to la and doing songwriting stuff and yeah. working with these producers that are a couple levels above us, you know, and looking over their shoulder to see what they're using and, you know, how, how are you, how do you have this job? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how, how do you just write a song every day yep. and you have a house? How do you <laughs> yes, do that? that's You know what I mean? Like, and you got a nice car, what's up? <laughs> so it was, it was really, it's really cool to experience. And, you should check yeah. out the, I think it's called This Is Pop on Netflix, like this whole documentary. Yes, I have. It's, yeah. We've watched that. Really? Watched that, so yeah. good. Yeah. I've been taken away by that. That's yeah. so cool. It's crazy to see how just how, how far songs and where they come from yeah. that you wouldn't like never even think. Right. So how did you get your beginnings in music, Nicholas? Uh, in high school, I chose to go to a different high school just because a lot of my friends were like, I just felt like I had to go be a different person. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Almost like. So I wanted to start a whole new path. And one school didn't offer like very many guitar classes and the other one did. So I was like, I'm going to go there and check this out. Yeah. And that's that's what sent me down the journey of that and then the discovery of like punk rock bands and going to shows when I was like 13. And I remember, I remember like going to my first shows and like standing in the crowd and being like, that's what I need to do. That's what mm-hmm. I want to do. That makes sense to me. Like this feeling right now, I want to feel that all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, that just pushed me further and further down that road and, you know, playing in shitty garage bands with your friends, just making noise just cause you can not even sounding good, but it feels good, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And just that process led me from band to band to band and then it was that moment I, I really stepped away for like a almost mm-hmm. like a year and a half and like almost lost all like drive to doing that and this guy calls me up and he's like hey I need a guitar player I'm like wow. I'm a bass player but let's figure it out <laughs> wow did you guys ever go to each other's shows or oh, oh yeah, yeah. All, definitely all the time we played shows together too with our bands and everything okay. so it was, yeah. it's, it was like and all the guys that we're actually we, we play with now have all been in, in the scene like Jake you know I've toured with him 
so many different times in other acts and groups and it's yeah. just like it all it's always it's been, the universe always kind of brings you where you're supposed to go mm-hmm. in a way so yeah it's it's interesting to see how it can start from there from your first show going to it seeing a band and being like that makes sense to years later to like now it really makes sense because i get it <laughs> yeah yeah it's interesting in seattle there's not a lot of artists hip-hop wise or even pop wise that have been on tour mm-hmm. it seems like you guys have been on tour a few times what's it like for a seattle band to go on tour because seattle artists that i've been connected with they have no idea where to begin right well everybody else in the country thinks you're from the armpit of the country (laughs) you're super far away like if you're in corpus christi they're like wow you guys are from really far away like yeah (laughs) but um that's really just been kind of like our hustle like yeah the last 16 years of my life you know it's it's just figuring out how do i find a bar to play at yeah. that'll pay us a hundred bucks to get down the road mm-hmm. yeah. you know like it's it's strenuous you know what I mean like you're you're constantly calling people or emailing or trying to make things happen on time but it's just been a part of I think just our punk rock yeah. upbringing type of thing yeah. you know? wow. just get out there and play and see what happens you yeah. know if people don't show up still play and have fun <laughs> yeah at least yeah. we we even played a show to the sound guy yeah and a bowling alley <laughs> yeah you know like I mean it, it it was fun yeah. like and it's especially like i feel like at at this point you don't really mind because you're like ah cool whatever and then yeah. the sound guy's like oh dude i know like several bands in the scene here oh, let's book another show yeah. and then a pandemic happens yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it's uh it's been really cool to like kind of see the evolution of you know just the art in mm-hmm. general like where the path leads you know how how are bands in seattle like if once you're a band are you automatically part of the seattle scene or like for hip-hop, you can be a bedroom rapper and don't even know there's a scene. Yeah, yeah. But as a band, do you guys automatically understand that there is a music scene you have to tap into to become known at least? Yeah. I feel How like it, I feel like it was a few <laughs> years ago. I feel like, I mean, right now it's just crazy. <laughs> we live in the craziest times. Yeah, um, but uh, I feel like a few years ago, um, a lot of bands you just got out and played and that you would meet those people through that mm-hmm. But like you said, I feel like that's on both sides now. There's a lot of bands too that aren't even you know out playing that are just Still in the bedroom figuring it out, but I think you know once things open up hopefully safely that you know There's gonna be a huge explosion of that camaraderie and music mm-hmm. people are just gonna be so grateful that they can be out together and experience that again You know because mm-hmm. it's been so long. It's crazy is grunge the main type of bands in Seattle still? Like, I know there's like folk life or... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if grunge is really hitting so much anymore, but no, I mean, I think I think there's just, there's there's a lot of different bands. We have a band, we have a band. We have a friend who's in a band uh, that, well, he's in several bands. He's like yeah. ska guy. He's like in a, with, you know, what's the other band? It'd be basically big band with like hip hop mm-hmm. stuff. You know what I mean? Like, okay. there's, so there's just... There's definitely becomes like a camaraderie between artists, like especially like when you just go out and you play shows. Like for the most part, I know for me, a lot of it was like getting in touch with people like Dana Sims mm-hmm. at El Corazon. Yep. And then he would find you an opening slot yep. at mm-hmm. a local show. And then you just kind of just mingle and you meet yeah. people like you normally do. You know what I mean? You're at yeah. work or whatever, you know, and yeah. you start to meet people, you meet like-minded people. They're, everybody's kind of in a similar situation of like, hey, let's make music and Mm -hmm. get this show to really pop and sell some tickets and have fun, you know? And I think, I mean, that's where I met a lot of my friends that are still doing it, you know, and like Mm. still in this scene or whatever it is. And how are venues, how do they treat bands? Because hip hop artists, once again, I'm not trying to compare you guys to hip hop, but I feel like it's, I feel like as a whole, Seattle has the opportunity for all these different 
forms of art to come together. Definitely, absolutely. So I, I like to see like how things overlap. Mm-hmm. But for hip hop, at least, a lot of artists feel like it's almost impossible to get part of become part of Numos or even El Corazon or mm. anything like that. But for bands, because we're known as kind of a grunge city from yeah. like Nirvana and right, all those guys, right, right. do venues look for bands more than other artists? Like, how has it been for you guys? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question that because, is a good question. like, for us. I mean, from my from my experience, it's been there are just a lot of bands. Yeah, okay. yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's easy to find a gig. Mm. I could see where it would be difficult with like a hip hop artist because I don't know where to go see an underground hip hop show other than X, Y, or Z. You know what I mean? Like I don't even know. Yeah, like yeah. the closest thing that I would that I would get to is like a show at like Elko or Numos or something like that. Yeah, I, I think feel, I think it is like finding those right promoters that are willing to take you right. know, like why wouldn't all these bands play on the same same bill in these groups? People just listen to music nowadays. It's not like yeah. I listen to this genre strictly and this thing and this. People really love all music, which is awesome that we live in this times when people can actually appreciate all art. I feel um, like that's been a disadvantage too, is that like there was a time I don't know if it's still happening. I in my head, I'm like, everything's good. <laughs> Who cares? But like where everything's just separated by genre. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you were saying, like everything's kind of playlist now. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody listens to everything. You got a kid that listens to pop punk. He listens to rap. He listens to metal. He, li- you know, what I mean, like whatever it is, as long as you like it. And so, I think that there can be more of a co- or whatever could be more of a collaborative effort between genres and stuff. Yeah. Has promoting changed for you guys because you've been around for over sixteen years? Yeah, just tell your friends. Use the internet more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like Facebook. Still yeah. kind of works if you pay them enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. barely that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it always really comes down to like with people discovering artists is really good word of mouth. If something's mm. really awesome, someone's going to tell their friend. And yeah. that just goes from there and there and there. Wow. And the best place to hear music is from your friend. You know, like check out this artist. Such, you know, so I feel like that still is really strong. It happens, but yeah. Can bands just stay in Seattle and survive off music or do they have to go out of Seattle and tour? I'm sure they can, like you're saying with the internet. Like a lot mm. of people, you can you can blow up on TikTok or something like that, and you can have a career huge in your city and do it. But I do think it's best for people in general just to travel, to meet other people, to see the world, to experience things, and have a different perspective. You know, because you don't want to just stay in one place all the time. It's yeah. exciting out there. Yeah. When there's not a pandemic, <laughs> especially I think that helps with like influence too, because what's like what's happening in Minneapolis is different than what's happening in Miami yes. or mm. in like Dallas. You know what I mean? So like going around and getting a feel of mm-hmm. what people are listening to or engaged with or what resonates with them. You know what I mean? Um, the the hard rock band that we had, like that worked really well in the Midwest. It worked really well in the South. Mm. In Seattle, it did all right. You know mm. what I mean? It, it We played some bigger shows in other like cities in like Nebraska. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like in Louisiana. Um, like... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th- I think, yeah. yeah, I mean, getting out there is one of those things. It's like a lot of people will notice your band in Seattle mm. after you've left Seattle or yeah, if you're yeah. an artist. You know, it's like, because they're going to see, oh, shit, this person's fucking traveling all over the country. Why am I not seeing them when they're in my hometown? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it gives them more of like a, maybe I should check this out. You know, if they're out there, really. More incentive. Yeah. 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 How long did it take for you guys to like get some success or recognition? Did it just take these 16 years or like. Were you well, we made it to the podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> we made it. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's just a, I mean, it's. Things come in waves. Right. It's just, 
work at it. Keep yeah. going. Keep if you really love it, it, just keep doing it. Yeah. Just because that's the reason you got into it. You just mm. wanted to have fun with your yeah. friends. So if, as long as you're doing that, you're probably going to have a great time. But have you worried about ever being just stuck as a garage band? Like, did you guys know there was Not because I don't want to be a garage band. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if, I don't. I want to. Yeah, yeah. I want to I write songs that everybody likes. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, I I get what you're. I get where you're. Like, asking, do people get? Do you know people who've gotten stuck? Yes. And what is usually the case on why? Uh. I think not evolving. Maybe I you was gonna I mean? say like that, but like I don't know if mine was gonna be sounding as nice. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you can, you can get, like we are talking about, you can get stuck in a sound, you know, and, mm. and we probably felt like that in our previous projects. Like, yeah. oh, we're going to make another song that sounds like a punk rock song. Cool. Mm. Just made six of It's those. like this, <laughs> there's this ceiling that you can't really break. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's only so much that you can do with this particular sound. But what if you mm. took this sound and this sound Put these merged together? together. Wow. Oh, that's kind of cool. What happens if you take five other different genres and throw it into wow. a soup? You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. it's like... Cause it's all the same shit, just different yeah. noise, yeah. different sounds, you know. So and they're all fun, so why not play with them all? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, why just be a distorted guitar all the time? It doesn't have to be. Yeah, right. See, that's what I'm saying. We just need to be like one huge community. Like, not enough bands know enough about the other rappers. Rappers don't totally. know enough about bands. Absolutely. Or like even. I'm telling everyone about this pop scene in Seattle because there's a fucking pop yeah, scene yeah. that I didn't even realize. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like pop bands. and but That's the great thing. And that's where people like you come in is you're spreading the word about yeah. all these different artists, which is awesome. Yeah. So thank you for that. Of course. Yeah. So when did you, you guys have a manager now, right? Yeah. And how did that come along? Like when did you guys first get managers? Right before things went. Yeah. Things went kaput. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, well, we signed, we signed our deal with uh, the record label. Okay, and what's uh, the record label? The record label is The Orchard. It's it's um, the division it, of, of it is another century, but it's The Orchard, and then it's Sony. So it's so it's not you're not signed to a record label in Seattle, basically. No, no, okay. no. Yeah, they're based in. I mean, it's New York, L.A. Yeah. type of stuff. That's true. But yeah, um, so we got that deal, um, and you know we had our we had our lawyer. We had got the label. Um, I think it wasn't until. 2019 that I that I I went around and I just emailed a bunch of different management companies and hey just pretty much cold called them <laughs> you know and then uh, we got a hit back from um, our team now and they were the ones to really like be engaged and mm -hmm. were really actually like excited about the music mm -hmm. and stuff like there was a lot of other really nice people that just I I don't know what to do with this I'm sorry but it's yeah. really good you know wow. so yeah. that was really cool but you know and a lot of like hopeful like nice like you'll find somebody it was cool. Um, but yeah, these these people at Indigoo really really liked us, yeah. and that was awesome. They had us come out to New York. We did a showcase for uh, the people out there at the label, and for I think four four of the guys at Indigoo. Yep, they came. And then uh, and that was yeah, our first we, meeting with them. Yeah, yeah, it was our first meeting with them. Yeah, yeah. But you so. got signed before you had a management. Yeah. Yeah. Is that normal? That doesn't sound um, normal at all. It isn't normal, but we had a, um, we had no, previously worked with our A and R who mm. worked at Sony, so we had. And can you break down A and R for people who don't understand what an A and R is? means? Artist and repertoire. Mm -hmm. They are the liaison between the artist and the label. Yep. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of like a middleman, if you will. Yep. That is just like a label representative. Okay. Yeah. And the A and R reached out to you to reach out to the label, or uh, we reached out to him and told him you know we had started this old project because he was actually the president of 
Century Media, that yeah. label. And uh, we told him we started a new project and that we'd love for him to check it out if he got a chance. He flew out to Seattle from L.A. with... Um, or now A&R. Now A&R. Uh, Mike Gitter. And uh, they watched the show and they, they thought it was awesome. And wow. then they were like, we're going to send you guys a contract. And we were like, cool, we're going to have a lower check it out. And really? Yeah. Eight months later. Eight months later. <laughs> going through a lot of paperwork. Yeah, yeah. So, so you, do you guys feel like you had to evolve first? Could you have gotten signed with... What did you say? Your girl, what was your other band? Girl on Fire. Girl well, on Girl on Fire. Fire was signed with Century Media at, oh. at a point. Yeah. Like, he signed with them in, like, 2010, yeah. I feel like. And so. then we ended up, uh, because we disbanded, we, you know, contracts doesn't work anymore. So yeah. you guys understand record labels for a while, then? A little bit here and there. I mean, we've, we've been with independent labels and now working with, like, major labels. Yeah. it's It's been a different ballgame, but yeah. I feel like it's... In my experience, it's been a cool experience, yeah. you know. Okay, you guys are being way too humble, I feel like, now. Like, you <laughs> you're just, you guys are acting like, oh, we're just like a local band. But you guys understand, like, how, how this all works. Which well, I, I mean, we're, we're still definitely... We're build, learning. We're it's, still definitely yeah. building this project. This project is very young. I mean, it was we, we started, you know, two years ago, like you said, as Pretty Awkward. And we got a year of maybe playing a few shows, and then it was like, mm. stop. Yeah, <laughs> so... Okay. So we're still like, hey, we're new. What's up? Right. <laughs> are labels important for bands, though? Like, can you be an independent band, or is that something you really kind of? I mean, if you're slapping for? on SoundCloud, you're probably good, man. <laughs> for real. Like, yeah. I mean, like, it, like, I think it just depends on the individual. Yeah. Like, it's it's difficult to say you have to do it this way. Yeah. Because it worked this way for somebody else. Yeah, because the music you know? industry is ever changing. It's yeah. it's always flowing. So it's like, it just depends on if it, something feels right for you and what you have in the contract looks what you agree with. Is that what? what I mean? Yeah. Is it ultimately what? Yeah. So, we'll pay the bills at the end of the day. How did you know? guys get your first label deal? First, like... Record label. Deal. As a band? Yeah. Um, my singer of my previous band, he would mail, like, random weird things to this record label in Chicago. <laughs> and eventually, they, they were like, we'll check you out. You know, after a bunch of weird emails and messages and stuff. And they, <laughs> they flew us out there. And they uh, and this was a whole different thing for me. You know, I was like, you know, a couple years out of freaking high school and i'm like some of your bandmates were yeah. in high school and it, you know i feel like they're trying to play it up a little more make it even scarier they like rent out this warehouse and they got the stage and the lights you can never you can't see them they walk <laughs> in with everyone from the office and just kind of play wow totally yeah. psych yeah yeah but we just i mean we we're a punk rock band and what our thing was, was we're gonna wreck everything on stage and just have the great time so we did and they loved it and yeah after that it was like we flew home and they were like we're gonna send you some paperwork wow yeah remember we played a show at a high school and your singer came up to me he's like check out this contract i'm like you just have that in your backpack at the show what's up we're like at a denny's or something like that afterwards yeah it's, yeah it's pretty funny but yeah i mean definitely i think us having you know all these years playing in bands and you know going from like independent labels to no label to bigger labels to i mean experiencing all the levels of it i think has helped us really to appreciate all the levels that of everything that we're at now and what we're doing you know it's like kind of can able to stop time and just look at it and go okay I see it now because before you're like so young and you're just like Shh. you just want it to happen yeah, yeah you want yeah, to go yeah. and the, like there's a lot of there's definitely a lot of patience involved you yeah. know because it's and nothing's really overnight like you said you mm -hmm. know it's 10 years yep. and then it's overnight <laughs> <laughs> and then it's overnight to everybody that's else that's what everybody yeah. sees yeah <laughs> is that enough for an audience in Seattle to recognize you guys once you get a label or does it still take time after that is that just the beginning getting a label or I think I mean it definitely takes time after that because yeah. I mean we're still we're, I mean we haven't been able to play shows in the last yeah. year and a half okay. you know we had to come home because of the pandemic from mm -hmm. the tour and oh. 
we so, were like right out on the road and we were like a couple weeks in we're sitting there like hand sanding watching the news like what's happening what's going on and then it was like you know talking to our management do we continue down this path mm-hmm. you know we got like seven more eight more shows do we keep going they're like it's just not reached looking a point. so good yeah it just reached a point <laughs> where it was like you guys really should go home it's it's getting pretty bad yeah, wow. yeah. so how what month was it when you guys got signed it was before the pandemic yeah, yeah that, uh, was, that was probably a year or so I think before. we finished the paperwork in like April of 2018 yeah because we spent okay. a lot of time a few months down in LA writing just yeah. writing a bunch of songs and working on music so yeah yep and then how long were you into your tour like had you done a few stops was it like one of your first stops or... uh, well so after we signed the contract because we signed the contract as Golden Wolf mm-hmm. okay. right so our, our company is Golden Wolf LLC mm-hmm. um it was I think it was maybe like a month or two afterwards we got a notification from the Sony lawyers that hey we're gonna need you to change your name there's too many other artists in the country that have had a name similar to really? that could cause some sort of uh, licensing issues um, that, uh, that have had it longer than you so we already had like been working on this brand for a while we we're like, we had, oh, like the logo and all the cool stuff time to switch yeah. <laughs> Wow. pivot <laughs> so why did you guys choose pretty awkward uh, after a drive home through a bunch of names <laughs> yeah like <laughs> thinking of names yeah. and months yeah months like it was like we were told we were told this in like think think like may of 2018 and then we finally came to pretty awkward in like october yeah <laughs> on the drive back from la yep Damn. yeah and it was uh we just kind of looked at our whole situation yeah it was like it's pretty this awkward. Is pretty awkward. <laughs> this is really awkward. We're now an uh, unnamed band signed to a record label. A major record label. So. With no management. <laughs> uh, pretty awkward. Yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah. And then what is the logo? The logo, is that supposed to be like mountains or? Sure. Sure. <laughs> I was thinking maybe it's like a PNW vibe and there's just like mountains behind your. Could be. Could be that. Could be pyramids. Could be. <laughs> oh. Triangles. Could be. Yeah. Whatever your heart's desire that yeah. does those shapes. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So what was COVID like after that for you guys? Were you guys just riding the entire pandemic or pretty much? We we yeah, we when we got back, <clears throat> we we locked ourselves down and then I mean we, we really wanted to play music and just be in a room mm-hmm. together. So we uh we actually rented out a cabin in uh, the San Juan Islands Ooh, and yeah. um went out there and did like a few performances of some of our songs just so we could perform and then put them you know, put them out for people that had, weren't gonna be able to see us play them on tour, so it was it was awesome to be able to get together and just feel a little bit of normalcy because it mm. was just like months on end without seeing each other and just like staring at computer screens and making music and sending it back and forth and hey check this out I have an idea it's, this is like never not even seeing each other this is weird mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but it was awesome because it gave us really a lot of time to hone in on those skills you know mm-hmm. not necessarily have to worry about all right we got to go on tour and then yeah. you know I'm worrying about taking my shift right. on the van you know what I mean yeah. driving the next four hours or whatever you know I can just think about. How do I make this song work? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I make it the best that it wow. possibly can be? Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, it was really a cool experience. I mean, all things given, of course, but like to sit and just really hammer it out, especially mm-hmm. after we were, um, you know, shown tools that we didn't know existed before. Exactly. We, we actually had the time now to like apply those and it was like digest everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, luckily, we, I mean, we had. We'd pretty much gone to the boot camp of sitting in a room with no windows and working mm-hmm. on music for the previous years, you know, when we were working on Golden Wolf. Mm-hmm. So when it came time to go to that, it's like, okay, let's just go just go lock ourselves away again and work on this and try to stay safe from this crazy world outside. Wow. Mm-hmm. And do you guys all know how to produce and like use DAWs and everything like that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that from the cabin or just over 
That's that's been yeah. a, since 2015. When yeah, we got just, when we got Logic and we yeah. really like buckled down and then eventually got another computer. Yep. Okay. And so now it's been like you'll make some music, yep. toss it to me, I'll throw my lyrics on it, I'll throw my vocals and basically just complete the mix, mm -hmm. you know, send it back to him to master it. It's just kind of like a back and forth. Yeah. Do you guys sample at all or is it all just your instruments when you're um, I mean, we use like drum sample pads. If we like use like drum pads and stuff like that, and like depending on what we're whatever sound. I mean, we have a bunch of different cool like synth noises and just crazy things and plugins that just like yeah. make the craziest noises when you throw stuff through it. So, yeah. and we're all about that. It's just like take whatever we can find and just manipulate it into whatever and have mm -hmm. fun. I feel like that's been like the cool part about the music that we listen to mm -hmm. as well is that like some records, it's like it's not the same drum set throughout the whole 12 yeah. songs. Mm -hmm. It's, oh, there's a different kick here. There's a yeah. different snare here. There's, it's different and we came vibes, we came from that rock world where it's like, you set up the drums mic and you're like, okay, that's what the drums sound like for the record. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's it. I want different stuff all over. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, Variety. So how is your like song rollout? It's only been singles. Do you guys have yeah. an album coming out? Because you do. guys- We do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's gonna be called Get Weird. Get weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty awkward. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there will be eleven tracks on it. I think we we have we just released the fifth one. Mm -hmm. Hangout. Hangout. Oh, I love that. That's my yeah. favorite one so far. Thank you so that's much. Awesome. Yeah, it's it was really fun to write and like yeah. brainstorm with. So, um, but yeah, there's uh, another six tracks. I think we're gonna do a couple more singles before the record drops. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not quite sure on what the date of that is. Yeah, but, yeah. everything's kind of up in the air right now. It is. Excited though. Is this like a debut album or is it just like this will be the pretty awkward debut record? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shoot. And these are I mean, these are this is all stuff we've been, you know, working on for like the last five years just to wow. be where we be. I mean, we have so much songs and material written, but this is like this is gonna be our first step out there, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. What's like a release party or a show for you guys like? Because you've had like so many years of experience. Like, do you have like a theme when you're gonna be releasing this project? Like is it gonna be That's an idea. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I guess I've never really thought about like a theme to a show. Yeah. Oh, really? Before, like, it's just been like, oh, hey, our record's out, playing a show. Come rock out. <laughs> Come hang. Come stage dive. <laughs> yeah. This this will be that would be a, a different experience for sure. But wow. yeah, I mean, hopefully we can have some cool yeah. show. Hopefully the world's open. Yeah. We can play a show like that. Yeah. That's... A lot of like the crocodiles like full back. Yeah. Um, Numos is back. Yeah. Barboza. I don't think Wamu or Showbox is back mm. quite yet. Yeah. Have you guys performed? How many like venues in Seattle have you guys performed at? The last um the last show that we played in Seattle was at the Crocodile. The old Crocodile. Ooh. Yeah, the old one in uh in February 2020. Yep. yep. 2020. But yeah, yeah, uh yeah, that was a fun show. That was Yeah, that was like the right before we kicked off for that tour that we had to come back from. Yep. It was like played mm. Seattle. I was so grateful we got to play Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Played Seattle and it was a sold out show with it was. Uh, Classic Class Crime. Crime. Yep. Mm -hmm. College Radio. College Radio. And assuming we survive. Yep. It was a fun show. Yeah, it was an awesome show. And David Lundford. Yep. Yep. Spot in the middle yep. There. Is it important for you guys to connect with the band community in Seattle or Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like we were saying before. It's like when you play that show, it's when you get that moment to really like, you know, meet these people that you're like, Oh, I I've, I've been listening to your music for these last couple of weeks because I knew I was playing a show with your band and checked it out and it's cool to actually like meet them and have those conversations and be like, Hey, well and then so many other shows and things branch off from that because you're like, Why aren't we playing more shows with this band? These guys are yeah. awesome, you know. Why have I just heard of them yeah, tonight? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And do bands usually just tour with other bands, or do they ever mix it up with like hip hop artists or pop artists? Or? Um, we love like playing with everybody. Like we, you know, we pretty much told our like people anytime we want, just put us on anything. We want to play all the time. Yeah. I don't care what the bill is. I think it's you know just get music out there and play. Um, 
yeah, we definitely, when we can play again, just want to put really together diverse shows. You know what I mean? A bunch mm-hmm. of different artists and genres because yeah. that's what we love listening to anyway, so we should be performing that live. Yeah, and there's so many cool, like, random, like, mini festivals in Seattle. There are, too. right? Yeah. Like, there are. people in Seattle already. Yeah, so if, they are. If, They're hungry. If Wamu's not going to throw a show or, like, uh, <laughs> Bumper Shoot's not happening, someone else is going to make some independent thing. Definitely. Which is pretty exciting. Which you're thinking about doing. I can oh. see in your eyes. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot I, of ideas. I've met all these artists, but they're playing a show together. <laughs> of course. Here's our turn. <laughs> so, what do you think makes you guys stand out as a band compared to the other bands in the industry? Um, I don't think. You want to take that? <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know, I mean, man. <laughs> like, I, I don't. I, I think it's, a, I think it's our un, uncaring to try to stand out. You know right. what I mean? Like, I feel like you know, there's so, like what you're talking about. There's so many genres and different people doing different things. It's like, just take it all in. You know what I mean? Everyone's going to be a different sound. Even if you put, you know, two people in the same room and tell them to write the same song, it's going to come out different. Yep. Mm. Just because that's it's going to come out their personality. If Nick their plays feel. a Paul McCartney song, it's not yeah. going to be a Paul McCartney. Exactly. Song. It's not necessarily his song, but yep. it's. It, it's him playing this song that's yeah, a completely yeah. different. Yeah. Sure, the strums are never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The fingers aren't the same. It's not the same person. I yeah. stole his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> They're in this little bag. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I just start slapping them on the fretboard. <laughs> so do you guys have day jobs anymore? Like when's the last time, if you don't have one, you guys had day jobs? Um, it's been uh, a couple of years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, I've worked in like, I mean, I've worked all sorts of jobs. I've worked in warehouses, I've worked in like produce mm-hmm. stands, I've worked in grocery stores, I mean, anywhere they'll pay you yeah. to do what you love yeah. the next following day. <laughs> but you guys have had to know like you wanted to be successful artists. Yeah, for me, like my work life aside from music has been like I'd work in construction or whatever, but my mindset was more of like, this is just gonna pay for this. Like this oh, is gonna wow. fund this thing. And so, I just got to the point to where I was I was kind of done doing something I just wasn't really into doing and then just focusing just on music, you know. Do you have is there like a certain mindset you have to go in cuz I feel like everyone would love to not have a 9 to 5 job. If they could make money building fucking Lego Eiffel Towers all day or something, people yeah, would I can make that. money building Eiffel Tower <laughs> Legos all day. Woo, I'd be into it. Um but yeah, no, I think I think really just having no expectations. Yeah. And knowing that it's ultimately up to you, you know, yeah i mean we've come from the punk rock world so we've been like s- sleeping in vans you know and doing whatever to get by for forever so you know what i mean like yeah i'm ready to continue to do that to play music <laughs> <laughs> so is it so it's not a competitive mindset or like uh i think for myself to be honest like yeah in the beginning yeah okay. but like uh you get humbled very quickly because mm. there's always somebody better than you there's always somebody you know what i mean else that's that's got that and I feel like that's that's a common thing for a lot of inexperienced artists is to have a competitive mindset but I feel like at a certain point you know within like a when I was interning at the recording studio you know there was a lot of like camaraderie in there like it wasn't like you know this mixer's against this mixer and who's got the better mix you know it's like no that sounds great man hey check this out and oh that sounds great so it's a very supportive community um and just kind of transferring that into being in a band and yeah. you know like you should only ever getting more out of that yeah i mean you should only ever be in competition with yourself right it's really that's all that matters is if you do better for you you're only day. as good as you your last I mean? song okay yeah. Yeah. do you have to do you have to be like all in though like is there a certain mindset you guys are really in where it's, if it's not competitive where you just knew you didn't have a backup plan or like yeah i, don't, I just th- I, I don't want to do anything yeah. else so 
why why even why, think why about it? That? Why even think about it being a competition? <laughs> I mean, I just, just want to play music with my friends. Were you, was your guys' family supportive when you first? My family's super supportive. Yeah, wow. like, I'm Thank, very very yeah. very fortunate to both, yeah. have that. Both my parents growing up is always just do what makes you happy. So when they see you know they come to shows and they see me on stage, just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That guy's happy. <laughs> I think my I think my folks might have a problem with it if I was still drinking like forties like every yeah. night and like oh, this band's gonna work, you know? Like, <laughs> I swear, mom. Yeah, like well, you're still drinking twelve, eleven steel cans. Like what, what's going on? Wow. But yeah, no, it's I think just definitely just buckling down and just being professional about it, you mm-hmm. know. And professional is whatever you want it to be. Really, yeah, like especially in the music industry. Yeah, and I feel like there's no wrong way to write a song. There it's, isn't. You just whatever feels good. Wow, makes right. you want to move. Right. What were some like misconceptions you guys had that, of the industry before you were able to get signed? And that all you that? didn't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do a lot, like all of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do everything. And I think there was a point when artists didn't have to. You know, they would have a lot of people that take care of them. Probably where that came from. Like, yeah. <laughs> but now it's like you got to be the social media guy. I mean, they didn't have social media back then. You didn't even deal with. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like show up, play here, and they'd be like, okay. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. No, it's. I think. It's, to be yeah. honest, man, like I, the ball is in the artist court now. Mm-hmm. It's been in the artist court for a while, especially yeah. with the technology that we have. I mean, we started with iPads and GarageBand. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, but it worked, and it was yeah. cool to like practice writing a song. You know, yeah. and really, I mean, you you know what you like. Yeah. Everybody knows what they like. So if you know what you like, you can do that too. Just listen, and it's yeah. really like to me, music is. Um, definitely a like, weird form of meditation yeah, yeah. you know playing it or listening to it or whatever and I mean there's times where I have it just in the background and I'm not thinking about anything I'm petting my dog and I'm like oh cool but like if I'm focused and I'm listening to a record like how people do when you yeah. buy an album and you listen to all the 12 songs in a row not doing anything yeah. else you're just sitting on your couch going uh huh <laughs> mm. like I feel like I get a lot more out of that I can hear what the tambo's doing I can hear what the shaker's doing I can hear oh there's a little conga in the background of that you know four four on the floor beat or whatever you know like what's the bass moving to what's the guitar moving to how's the lyrics going how's you know the cadence and everything like that and focusing on those things and then going okay well this is what I like and this is how I like to do it Mm -hmm. and for me myself I I think everybody has a problem with their voice or Mm -hmm. whatever for lack of a better way to say that is like because you hear it all the time. So right. <laughs> you, well, you hear, it, you hear it like this all the time. Yeah, yeah. So when you get into here, oh. it's like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, this sounds disgusting. No, but like, uh, yeah, like there was just a particular way that I like my voice to sound in certain, um, I guess, like emotional parts of a song. You know, if I want to get growly or if I want to be soft or if I want to be poppy or, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, I think that's that's really, I think that's the key in all of it is finding your thing that you really like mm-hmm. what is the thing that you love and if there's seven and a half billion people on the planet somebody else is gonna like it you know yeah. like yeah. it's just a matter of getting it out there but yeah. some bands suck and they just don't know it <laughs> how, how do you guys know that you guys are good because you obviously are your music's dope but all you can some... do all you can do is put it out there and play and if people yeah. show up then you kind of know if people show up and you're like oh you you're feeling this wave that i'm on right we're we're getting we're connecting now together in this okay <laughs> it's gonna be all right <laughs> but if you're playing and there's people are showing up and like if they start to leave oh god then you get the what the what are you then doing? you probably should just stop the set <laughs> 
should probably just. Has it happened to you guys ever? Like oh, when you of course. First started? Yeah. You're... I mean, you, you can offend some people sometimes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. people people will get offended if they don't like your music. They don't like your music. There we go. Yeah. What yeah. are your guys' goals for the next few years? Tour. De- definitely <laughs> tour so much, just because we like we we were. I mean, we were like road dogs. We loved being on the road. Yeah. We loved yeah. traveling and going different places. So this whole last two years has been insane <laughs> like not being able to go out and play music so yeah. it's and being signed just not being that must it's like, it's like i want to go i want to go come on <laughs> put us in the game coach let's yes. go yeah. where are you guys' favorite cities to tour to i i like i love the west coast I, all of it i've not yeah. had a bad experience in one city mm. i remember i was asked one time like what's what's the worst city and i was like Seattle. There really hasn't been one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, like there really hasn't been one. Like the communities in all these different cities, they, they vary, but they're all like very welcoming, very open. Like that's, I think that's a, a commonality that, you know, music has everywhere all over the world, mm-hmm. not the universe, but who knows yet, right? Mm-hmm. But like everybody just enjoys the fact that, or not everybody, I should say, but there's a lot of people that enjoy the fact that you came to their town and you played a show for them Mm -hmm. and it it wasn't until i think like 2012 that i played a show and somebody like thanked me oh wow like i'm like i'm supposed to thank you because you came and you gave me five bucks for a t-shirt or whatever you know what i mean like awesome that's that's nice and then i started hearing it more like thank you for coming and playing i'm like wow that's kind of like catches you off guard because you don't really expect it after you know playing a punk rock band you're like oh that's cool man like oh thanks dude (laughs) but like that's that's about it you know yeah it's crazy to see what a song can do or or how Mm. someone can interpret it or how it touches their life in a certain way or how it was this soundtrack to a moment that they had with their lover or best friend or anybody you know Mm -hmm. and it's it's cool to hear those stories you know it's Mm -hmm. like when you travel and you actually get to meet those people that are like oh i heard i found your band online i'm listening to songs Uh and you know you know my son got married to this song or this happened you know and it's like what this is the song that we were listening to when we met and i'm like i wrote that in my bedroom i was high when i wrote that (laughs) (laughs) how much has the blue check mark on instagram changed your lives or has it (laughs) It, i will give you this if you do have one it will make people pay attention to your message if you message them so Mm. that is helpful if you are an artist and you do have one and you're still coming up like i still love to write people randomly and be like hey i would love for you to check out my art if you've got a moment you know Mm. sometimes they'll be like I don't care what you're saying to me right now. Some people will be like, I can't believe you're writing me right now. Wow. You know what I mean? So you've got a blue check. Same with Twitter. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You got a blue check mark. What are you doing talking to me? I'm like, uh, okay, I do. maybe I should stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> no, but like, it, yeah, it's it definitely people respond to it for sure. Yeah. There so, we go. Yeah. What is, what are your guys' like hobbies outside of music? Photography. We both have our cameras on us. We yeah. were going to oh, walk shit. around Green Lake and take a bunch of photos, and then we were like, it's really hot yeah. out. Oh, God. <laughs> we chose the hottest time of the day to yeah. go walk around Green Lake. It's been a hot summer, honestly. It really it has, yeah. That heat wave we had. Oh, God. Yeah. What did you guys do during the heat wave? Uh, what did I do? I went on bike rides. Still. Okay. <laughs> I laid on the floor with yeah. my Boston Terrier. I was like, just stay <laughs> cold, buddy. And he's like, it's <laughs> like, stay cold. That's dope. Do you guys like doing like photo shoots or are you like taking pictures of like nature or what do you guys like we, to? We do it all. I mean, we, we really also during, you know, this whole lockdown and thing just got into photography and, mm. you know, we do all like a lot of our band photos along with a bunch of other awesome photographers we work with too sometimes. But yeah, and we've just. We filmed some stuff. We'll yeah. do like the content with, yeah, yeah. with them and stuff. And uh, mostly yeah. nature stuff just because, you know, you can't really, yeah. hey, I want to shoot. I would, I would love to go shoot people and stuff like that, but it's mm. still. COVID. 
Oh, yeah. Delta. Oh, God. Oh. See, that's that's the new thing. Delta. So first, like the Corona beers, you know, they're getting backlash. What about Delta Airlines? Something's going to happen with that? <laughs> probably stocks just tank. Probably. It probably will. That's just how it works. <laughs> Do you guys go hiking or, like, are you eat your guys? Yeah. I mean, I, I'll just hang out i live in west seattle okay. so there's a lot of like green belts and parks it's kind of, changed so much though it's it not has. sad it's it's pretty gnarly and now it's there's, not small now there's no way to get there <laughs> oh yeah, no way. you have to go through white center now yeah <laughs> this oh, bridge man. is gone yeah that it's it's crazy too because I, I mean i woke up this morning super early and i went on a bike ride at like six yeah and because the bridge is closed that whole area of west seattle is just <laughs> empty so i'm just sitting there cruising around right. on the street just loving it like nobody's around but yeah my uh my dad was telling me he works as an electrician mm. and uh he was telling me that leaving at 5 30 in the morning has been hell I I bet. like i was like oh wow he's like yeah it's it's basically traffic at eight o'clock in the morning at six it's yeah it's back to normal now isn't that wild yeah it's super wild remember when it was just empty roads yep. oh so awesome yep. that was the that. best <laughs> <laughs> But I, I I used to go to Seattle, like West Seattle, all the time. So like even at the beginning of the pandemic, because yeah. I have friends over there. But so when that bridge was gone, I was like, fuck. Oh yeah, that's a that's a commute now. But I, I, they're like, I can't tell if they're trying to fix it or they're gonna like just rebuild it. I thought it was like maybe they're like putting a bandaid on it. I didn't. I don't yeah, know what they're. I have no idea. I don't know if I trust a bandaid. Yeah, <laughs> on a bridge. Yeah. Oh god. Have you guys been to Huskies in West Seattle? Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, definitely. my God. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Huskies. You know, that's the best <laughs> ice cream place in it Seattle. In it's my great. Opinion. It's great. I've been going there since a kid. Yep. They had really good beef jerky back in the day, too. I don't eat beef jerky anymore, but they had really good beef jerky. <laughs> that was good. There we go. Yeah. Well, guys, what is some advice that you each have for up-and-coming artists, creators, mm. influencers? I'll start with Nicholas. Uh, stay humble no matter what happens. Um, and uh, be thankful. I agree with those. <laughs> uh, do what you love. Mm -hmm. Just do that. The thing that makes the butterflies in your stomach happen. Yeah. The thing that makes you feel like... Just the thing that makes you feel. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's just that. Like, the thing that comes from your heart. Just mm -hmm. do that thing. And then it doesn't have to be music. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be, you know, painting. Just do whatever it is that is that thing for you. There we go. Oh, I have actually one more question because you guys have so many tattoos. It's dope. <laughs> what is your most memorable tattoo that you each have? My left arm is a mess at the moment. <laughs> uh, that must hurt getting like just black ink. Oh yeah. No, I mean it's. I mean it's. It's all right. <laughs> but I'm actually I'm continuing. I'm I'm doing a whole other piece over this. I had some toys that oh. are killing each other. Oh. And like yeah. Toy Story death. Uh yeah, <laughs> like a. There's a ventriloquist doll buried <laughs> under there somewhere. There's oh, a teddy God. bear lighting a bunny rabbit on fire. Um, <laughs> but it's getting blacked out. <laughs> I'm doing a bunch of cool, like, geometrical shapes and stuff. So That's dope. Yeah. And how many cool. tattoos do you have? Um, I would I would still consider this one. So, like, four. Really. <laughs> just one yeah. big. It's just one big blob on my arm. There we go. <laughs> what about you, Nicholas? Um... Oh, you have like a zombie on your, is that your right arm? I do. I, I got zombie arm. stuff everywhere. So. <laughs> well, you have a, whoa, whoa, whoa. He has a, lower the mic for a second so the camera can see that. Oh my God. When did you get that? I got that in Detroit right before I walked on stage. <laughs> he has a tattoo for people listening on audio. He has a tattoo on his lip. It says zombie. Yep. So you're a zombie guy. I'm a zombie guy. 
I'm a zombie guy. I'm just a zombie guy. <laughs> this guy. This guy is zombie guy. Um, I think one of my most meaningful tattoos would be the dedication to my mm. buddy John Beats, who actually passed away when we were on tour together. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry um, to hear. Yeah, it was years ago and super tragic. Their van was like an hour behind us on the freeway, and we were on I-80, and it's one of those just terrible drives where a lot of vehicles crash, and it flipped over, and he passed away. Jeez. Yeah, but... um my conversations with him like nights before was just how much he loved music and how much mm. he was doing what he loved every day so i know that he died doing what he loved every day and that's like one of the most important things we can all do is make sure you do what you love every single day because you yeah. never know you never fucking know do you like rob zombie he's a cool guy <laughs> it's music and movie director that's he does. that is stuff. crazy that's all of it that's doing that's all working. of them yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> we're like here oh man we gotta do the social media post this guy's making movies <laughs> gotta spend an hour doing this thing yeah, this guy's fucking. Do you guys have like main tattoo artists you go to now, or? Um, I I'm seeing a gal named Heidi. Okay, shout out Heidi. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's dope. Yeah. Um, she's also doing a uh, uh wellness uh life coaching stuff too. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. A majority of mine were by a guy named Jamie King, who's amazing. He did all my zombies and my chest and stuff. Wow, you're a real um, rocker. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Jeff Hayes did a lot of my other arm. So yeah, that's awesome. So what is the easiest way to reach each of you guys? We'll start with Nicholas. Probably on Twitter or Instagram or, yeah. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Um, we always do our best to reply to everybody and say what up. Doing my best to TikTok. Who? I don't know <laughs> if I'm making anything <laughs> worth talking yet. We'll, but... we'll, we'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> We're ticking right now. We're not talking. <laughs> you guys make really dope, Um, what are they called? Those Spotify visuals? Those oh. are actually like I'm really impressed with your thank visuals. You. Thank you. Thank you so much. Some people make thank visuals you. and like it clips. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But yeah, you guys yeah. are very smooth. I thank really you. enjoy. I mean, we, we've worked with really yeah. awesome directors that have provided us with awesome clips to yes. puzzle together. Um, yeah, our buddy Dylan Fout actually yep. just did our last video. Yep. Yep. Killed it. Killed it. Yes, Amazing. Sir. So glad that we were able to do that video with him. It was one of the funnest videos we've ever done. I mean, we got to hang out in a pool playing our instruments luckily none of them oh, went in the water it. it was literally the day we got them from fender oh, we're gosh. sitting there like ah. keep it dry <laughs> this guy is the only guy who didn't get his butt wet yep i had a sloth no hole <laughs> so I'm cool. just sitting here like, <laughs> oh my gosh well everyone go check out hang out hang out on spotify is that the main place you want people to check it out on all of, just Apple listen, Music to, listen to them on all of them so we get to play everywhere yeah, yeah. yeah. if you got so deezer it. get on it yep. there we go all that stuff and the videos on youtube it is yeah, it is yeah there we go. This is the NAS Podcast with Nicholas and Austin. And you guys are pretty, pretty awkward. awkward. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And we did it. <laughs>